Titus, Titus, get over here. Story Jazz is starting and they're doing the previously on. Oh, I'm just so happy to be here with you all. <laughs> oh, yes, it's Harriet's friend from England. And Hathaway. Oh, guys, is that, is that our hotel over there? The old barnacle? I'm Nelson, Nelson Cameroon. That's my name. I guess we'll unpack and see you tonight for dinner. Oh, a funeral. Don't worry, Harriet. I've got three look, different listen, kinds and, of shawls. You can borrow one. We're not that good of friends, okay? Oh. And suddenly the group falls silent. Anne? Graham's voice comes from behind. And that makes Anne jump and drop the little shell out of her hands. And a streak of purple light dives deep, deep into her throat. Oh, hello, Graham. What happened? Weren't we in the gym? Where are we? Says Dr. Horsley. Titus! Yes, mother. Yes, mother, I'm coming. I just don't want anybody interfering again. Not after what happened last time. So you have to show, says the woman. Yes, not spiritually or physically on me, but we have the soul. Well, just one slight problem with that. You're not the first to ask that. And Dr. Faisal smiles wide. Hello, Hello everybody. No, you do it. I do it. No, go ahead. You do it. Oh, Sam, not one of these jokes. You, you just do do the do the hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Oh, I thought I thought I was gonna do it. I'm sorry. God. Welcome. Are you are you saying are you? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Story Hello, Jazz. Everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Story Jazz. Welcome back. This is a podcast where we improvise stories, as you probably know, because this is Chapter Four of Ghost Hunters. Yes, if you've made it this far, then you are a true and real and beloved friend. I mean, every everybody's a true friend as soon as they buy the friend tier on Patreon. That's the only <laughs> way, uh, actually. Um, in all seriousness, thank you all for being here. Uh, we look forward to jumping back into our Ghost Hunters arc. As you listened to that uh, previously on, things are a little bit on a knife's edge with our our characters. So like, let's see if we can straighten them out. Or, or gay them out. I've got like one thought that I wanted to discuss with you. I don't know if we'll cut this in, but um, one quick meta talk. I would like to talk about ghosts. That's a shock, isn't it? Okay. Since this is Ghost Hunters series, I feel like every every story arc should involve an actual like ghost case, right? So far in this story, we have. Um, Horsley, who we're trying to re- resurrect, and, yes. and Horsley is kind of the ghost. You think there presence. should be another ghost? I think there might there there might be space for. There are, we know for a fact there are other ghosts on the on this island. We just don't know I where they're. We do, we do. I just I feel like I would like to to introduce another ghosts. ghostly presence, and I I have like a a vague idea of how to do that. But but I, I mean, don't there's know. a number of ghosts I think already exist in the story. We just haven't interacted with them. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the graveyard is supposedly full of them. Of, of super eights. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, do you have a, a starting point? Um, a starting point? I mean, we have two cliffhangers to jump in from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One, Graham face-to-face with Anne Hathaway. Apostrophe Hathaway. And 
Spencer and Harriet face to face with uh, Professor Dr. Faisal. All right, I have an idea on how to pick up on Faisal. Okay, why don't you bring us in then? Okay. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Story Jazz. Silence grips the graveyard as Spencer and Harriet stand opposite Professor Dr. Faisal, who smiles a weird smile and then puts a finger on his lips. <laughs> like a sh- like a sh- finger? Like a sh gesture. Not not like sideways or like a like a How, how else? Yeah. <laughs> no, not 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 exactly. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> Professor Dr. Faisal puts a finger on his lips like a sh gesture and then rotates it 90 degrees. And just as Harry and Spencer are about to say, "What what are you doing here?" He goes, <laughs> and then his uh, left hand uh, starts beating on his chest. <laughs> and as he continues doing this, Spencer tries to say something. Spirits, I command you, leave this grave in peace. Harriet looks on in utter dumbfounded horror at the the <laughs> the technique that Dr. Professor Faisal has decided to employ to rid this graveyard of wraiths and says nothing. She just watches. Just maybe a part of her is just sheer morbid curiosity to see what will happen to Professor Dr. Faisal. Faisal raises some sort of a trinket. Uh, it looks like a really culturally insensitive mixture of various types of trinkets. Uh, <laughs> Just audience, in your mind, imagine the most culturally insensitive, culturally appropriative artifact you could possibly imagine exactly. and put it in exactly. Dr. Faisal's hands. It's, yeah, but it's, it's everything. It's, there's a Bible page wrapped around some sort of bone amulet in there. Um, and then there's, you know, there's I, a I little wicker man with a dream catcher around his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With little needles in him. And he um, raises it and swings it back and forth like a pendulum. As if to, to hypnotize so, someone some, somewhere. And he keeps doing the lip. And Spencer is, is dumbfounded, but somebody's got to say something. <laughs> uh, um, Madam, Madam Gravekeeper. So wh- why did you hire him? Like, please, for the love of God, tell us what's happening here. I, I, I did not hire him. I, I expect that you you probably know this procedure being ghost experts yourself um i don't and then harry cuts in and says yes this is totally normal and uh, uh academy procedure for uh, ghost hunting techniques at a very high level yes yes this is this is absolutely correct and at that very moment faisal goes commanded and he <laughs> raises his trinket into the air and he, with a glint of the eye he turns to spencer and harry and says um fancy seeing you here uh, hi um professor doctor uh, hi spencer harriet i was just uh cleansing this uh, grave so that it c- can't be attacked by uh, would-be ghosts um in the upcoming funeral um and uh, Spencer looks nervously at Harriet, and Harriet nods, and Spencer goes, yeah, of, of course. Th- thank you, Professor Doctor. They both feel really uncomfortable. Like, there was, there was a sense of, like, latent 
ghostliness about the cemetery. Obviously, is a cemetery. They can both smell it, and they can both they can both smell it. Har- Harriet much more intensely than Spencer, but he's been developing his skills as well. And now that smell has sort of turned just the tiniest bit more sour, as though Faisal's ritual hadn't done much else than just add more chaotic energy to this place. Harriet pipes up and says, so, um, Professor Dr. Faisal, um, is there a way that we could speak to you for a minute, um, perhaps over there? And she gestures a little ways away from the gravekeeper. The gravekeeper looks at her and says, you can just leave my cemetery. That That's an option. It's We're closed anyway, remember? Yeah. Uh, the, oh, the virus and just, everything. Yeah, <laughs> what do we just... And then Dr. Faisal says... Oh, indeed, of course, yes. Is this about uh, one of your courses, uh, the Islamic Lit class? Uh, Spencer shakes his head and goes... Yeah, if you wanted any extra yeah, credit, we could no, um, certainly find a way to... Doctor, um, says Harriet. Arrange, doctor, let's, uh, professor, I didn't let's really just... want to do the rest of my courses anyway. Maybe you could just teach them for me? Uh, um, doctor, Harriet cuts in again. Let's just... And she gestures towards the open gate. Let's just go. Let's leave this uh, this this cleansed graveyard. She sort of looks around nervously. <laughs> and, and go, let's go, she says. And uh, Faisal shrugs and nods and and they walk off leaving behind the gravekeeper who shakes her head and the open grave of dr horsley outside the graveyard faisal launches into a monologue <laughs> so you see i'm uh, really getting back into the business uh, after the whole uh, story with with liam ferris and all that and i cleared that up so uh, easily i thought why not give it another go um spoke to uh, various old friends and and uh, was was given the job here and and I just I came back I came up here a few days ago and I'm going to be uh, surveying give, the area given the job says Spencer y- yes well who, I was hired what what who who hired you well the Horsleys of course Spencer and Harriet look at one another what do you mean the Horsleys what for what what did they hire you for well to protect the unfortunate funeral of their son, the late Terence, my colleague, though I hardly knew him in the short tenure I had at Ackroyd Academy. That's probably because we forgot about you in the second episode. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Terrible so, blow to my ego, by the way. I, I could hardly take it. So let me get this straight. The Horsleys hired you to protect the graveyard so that they could bury their son. Well, not necessarily just the graveyard. The entire funeral. I'll be um, taking part in the ceremonies and Making sure that no body snatchers snatch that body, you know. So you're a you're a security guard. Well, says like Spencer. a spectral security guard, and and I I mean a, a ghost hunter, but um, ghost hunting can be done preventatively as well. Harriet is already hatching a plan in her mind and ignoring Doctor Faisal for the most part. I actually um, started writing a book on ghost hunting. If you uh, uh, want to, Doctor um, says Harriet. Do you think that we could um, shadow you? During the during uh, the ceremony during the funeral, we could we could learn we could learn so much. And she looks at Spencer and starts nodding. We could learn so much. And Spencer's like, "Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would love to to uh, watch you do your work." Faisal's eyes light up. Then he tries to hide the excitement. Uh, 
Well, I don't know. I can't just take on anybody as a shadow. You must understand. Please, buy the book. It's uh, called Ghost Hunt uh, Hunting the Ghosts. Ghost Hunting for Hunters of Ghosts. First edition, edition number one. The Ghost Hunter's Hunting Manual. Ghost By Ghost Hunterson. Because I used a, a pseudonym. <laughs> I'm a bit of a ghost writer, you see. Well, you know that... We've been really big fans. I mean, especially you remember my brother, uh, Graham. He's he's a huge he's a huge fan. He always said his 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 favorite thing you ever did was the bike lock joke. He said that was just great. <laughs> oh the, oh Graham, yes the 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 boy with the um with the research and all that. He brought the job to me in in the first place, didn't he? The the the, the Liam Ferris ghost job. Yes. Uh, Spencer looks nervously at Harriet, and Harriet just nods, like, keep going, keep going. Yes, Graham, Graham is, a, is a good boy. Did, did he express interest in oh, oh, yes, coming along? Yes. Or? Uh, he's, he's at home right now reading your book. He's, he's reading your book right now. So, um, ah, yes. You know, he's Does very, he know he's, that Ghost Hunterson is actually me? You see, I, I, I use the pseudonym, but uh, in, the, in the book, there are hints hinting at the fact that it's actually me, Professor Dr. Faisal. It actually says so on the first page because the dedication, the book is dedicated to me and my great achievements. So it's, it becomes qu quite obvious. Yes, uh, <laughs> where is the boy? I'll, I'll, I'll happily sign his copy for him. And then Harriet cuts in. Uh, what if you just, what if you just let Graham shadow you? He would, he would love it so much and he would learn so much. And then we can learn from, from, from Graham. Well, oh please, it would be so it would be so nice if you could and Harriet sort of like put on the puppy dog eyes as, as best she can and and Spencer as well. Oh please, Doctor Professor Faisal, you're just we want to learn from you so bad. Please. Well, I suppose I could give him a shot, but I'll it won't be easy. He'll have to, oh, you know, oh, be we, my assistant and and follow yes. me along and um, do all the all the nastier parts of the job. I mean, that's the best way to learn, after all. Yes, uh, of course, Professor Doctor. He's not afraid of mopping up a little ghost goo every now and then? No, 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 Professor Doctor, sir. From a, from a goo ghost? We'll go tell him right away, says Harriet. Thank you so much, Professor Doctor. But of course. Uh, you can find me, by the way, in, a, in that houseboat on the docks. The, the yacht? A yacht. What's Your boat is 60 feet long. It, I wouldn't call it a houseboat. It's, at this point, it's just a, a yacht. It's a houseboat larger than a yacht. Yacht. <laughs> is, that, is that what it's... I, I, feel, I, I just prefer to call it houseboat. The, I, it's, it's my preferred term. <laughs> okay, yes. Well, um, well I'll, send, I'll send Graham right over there as soon as he's, he's done reading your book. All right, then. Toodaloo. I've got ghosts to preventatively hunt. Preemptively? Is that the term? And he's just sort of <laughs> monologuing to himself as he walks off through the darkness toward his yacht. As soon as Professor Dr. Faisal is out of earshot, Harriet and Spencer both <sighs> let out a big breath. That was a little much, <laughs> says Harriet. Yeah, um, I guess this is, well, this is the, probably the best place we can be if Professor Dr. Faisal is going to be guarding the body. At least we'll have uh, an inside Graham. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just worried about preventing the damage that he could do. I mean, Faisal. 
is it is it bad? Like is he what is what he's doing the, bad? The that what, that ritual she does air quotes when she says that. I I don't even know where do you come up with that? Probably the internet, probably right the internet. His confidence is just <sighs> so high. I have I honestly have no idea. If if he goes on with this, um, and we try to inject the, okay, let me take it a step back. Um, this is a bit of meta talk in Harriet's voice. Got so it. our plan was to inject the soul. Get the soul back into Dr. Horsley's body. During the funeral. Or, or before the funeral. Anytime we could get the body. But at the funeral would be the, the, the last moment that we could do it, but probably the easiest moment to get close to the body, right? Yeah, we wanted to avoid exhuming exhuming the body. Yeah. Yeah. So you said something about that being really negative energy exhuming bodies. Exactly. If he k- keeps doing this kind of stuff around here, the spirits are going to be hella agitated. Um that's the technical term actually. There's various levels of spirit agitation. Hella is like the second highest. Okay. So should we just um highest try- is hecken. By the way, just yeah, so you know, of course. If of course. I ever say Hecken, should we just try to like put all the ghosts and wraiths on the island at rest before the funeral? Oh boy, that might take you know several lifetimes of work. I don't know if that's the best. Or maybe we can distract them all on one side of the island while Doctor Faisal does his thing on the other. That could work. That could work. Or, or we just, I don't know. We could just tie him up. <laughs> his houseboat. Uh, yeah, you're a big guy. You could you could beat him, beat him, knock him out, probably. And she punches him lightly in the arm, but Spencer takes it very seriously. He's like, I mean, I don't really believe in violence. Um, no, yeah. You know, um, polo is not a contact sport. Maybe we'll just let's go talk to Graham. And oh, right, Anne. Right, Anne. Maybe maybe we can find some way to have Anne and Faisal just sort of take care of each other. Spencer perks up. That's perfect. If we could get them each dialogue, like monologuing, so like dialoguing about a thing, and we could just like sort of have them on the houseboat and just like untie it and sort of and let, drift slowly it drift into the, into the bay. That's perfect. I wonder, we should just talk to Anne about that now. Hard cut. To Anne and <laughs> to Anne and Graham, <laughs> anagram. Oh, what? <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> That's the ship name. Is that you, Doctor Horsley? Anne looks around, sort of scratches the back of her head. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like. Are you feeling any? Are you feeling anything weird? Like a like a strange hatred of the letter H or <laughs> any sort of... Um, Why would I feel that? No, I I feel like I've been here before. Been here? He touches the windowsill. Okay, uh, Dr. Horsley, can you just sit down for a second? Just and on the bed behind you. And slash Horsley looks at Graham, sits down. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, we were just in the... Did, did I... <laughs> Consume a lot of alcohol or something? Something like that. And uh, Graham sort of pulls out his cell phone and he starts furiously texting Spencer. Um, just, you know, you're you're probably a little hungover. Why don't you just uh, sleep? Just just lay down. That just, yeah, that blanket. Yes. 
Um, as he pulls the blanket to toward him, Horsley's eyes drift up to um, a little plaque above the door where a, where a paddle is mounted, <laughs> and he says, "We're we're at the old barnacle. What are we doing here?" You know, uh, Doctor Horsley. It Did was a I long s- night. It was a long night. He looks just- at his fingers and he sees. <laughs> the manicured nails. Gr- per- beautifully manicured nails in, in rainbow colors. And he grabs at his head and he feels the, the long curly hair, pulls it forward. What what hair color does Anne Hathaway have? Uh, like a bright, like light brown, but very bright, vibrant hair. The kind you see on a on a bo- on a box of hair coloring dye. He's he's really depersonalizing now. He he feels his face my, my oh, shit. nose wasn't oh, always this cute was it what is okay dr horsley how much do you know about ghosts and as dr horsley looks up at grandma's eyes he sees his own reflection on the shiny pull-up bar that spencer put up on the <laughs> rafters and he sees his feminine features and um, a T-shirt that says, uh, like a, a little crop top that says, I love Shakespeare. <laughs> and he just faints. Oh. <laughs> and flops to the ground. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't panic. Don't panic. And he checks his phone. Spencer hasn't replied. Okay. Let's just, um, and he, he goes over to the ground. He picks up the tiny little clamshell that, uh, that Anne Athaway had dropped just moments earlier. And he clamps it open and closed, but it, it seems inert. There's nothing left inside. Suddenly there's thumping outside. Steps coming up the stairs. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Shit. Okay. Um, and he pockets the clamshell and throws a blanket quickly over uh, Dr. Horsley slash Anne Hathaway and uh, stands up and, and looks like a kid who just, who just stopped playing Game Boy underneath the covers at night and the parents came in to check on them. <laughs> <laughs> you should actually be practiced at this. A knock at the door. Hey, uh, hello, Nelson. Uh, it's Nelson Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. Um, just wanted to check. Can I, can I come in? Um, I'm naked. He looks around. Naked. Okay. That's that means a no. No, that's a no. As, okay. As ah, Nelson starts I opening see. the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. He pulls it back closed. I wanted to ask if you wanted to come to dinner. I've set up the entire table. It's very lonely without you. Yes. Um, you must imagine I'm sitting down there all alone uh, every day for years now. And, and I thought maybe you would join. Didn't you say you had like a wife last yeah. episode? Yes, I did. Uh, she's, she's around but not uh, coming to dinner. That's, oh, well, I'm going to ignore the subtext behind that statement. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, give, me, give me 15 minutes uh, to put on some clothes. I'll, uh, I'll wake up my fr- friends and we'll, we'll be down for dinner in um, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Outside the door, we see Nelson standing there, fists clenched, Jaw clenched. He seems really... Suddenly really scary. (laughs) Really, really uncomfortable with the idea of 15 minutes. Okay, he says in a really friendly voice, but there's no smile on his face. I'll be waiting. 
Graham is uh, unaware of all this. He just breathes deep as he hears Nelson Cameroon's heavy footfalls go down the hall and then down the stairs below. Okay, um, what do I do? Do I wake up? Do I wake up the, the Anne Hathaway, Dr. Horsley, <laughs> or do I just let, let her, them, her? Gender's so confusing. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just let them sleep. And oh fuck, where are where are Spencer and, and and Harriet when when the ghosts happen? He looks at his phone, still no reply. He looks over at Atheway Horsley on the ground. He looks over at his nightstand, his Game Boy Advance gleaming. Maybe he could just forget all about this. And no, no, he got he's got to stay focused. Okay, he cracks his fingers. Oh God, that was a real finger crack. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He cracks. That was his- so bad. It was like <laughs> pop rocks or, or that 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 packaging material. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. Graham cracks his fingers and says, "All right, I know what to do." And we see a montage sequence of Graham sitting up, the fallen asleep Anne Hathaway's body. Oh God! And is he going to weekend at Bernie's? Or he's going them? to weekend at Bernie's. He's, he dresses her in the 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 most professorly clothes that Spencer has. <laughs> Um, <laughs> to to make the shock to reduce the shock when Horsley wakes to reduce the shock he ties back Anne Hathaway's hair up so that it doesn't dangle in front of in front of Doctor Horsley's face um, he does his best to scrub off her nice uh, nail polish and everything and clip her nails so it looks like normal hands he even like <laughs> takes some paint and makes some veins on it so it looks like the old Doctor Horsley's hands oh God is Horsley that old <laughs> I mean Horsley's like middle age right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I have veins on my hands so I'm sure Doctor Horsley does. Anne doesn't because she's from that weird English enclave. They also don't have veins. Go ahead. They have no veins. Um, and he puts like some old loafers on her feet and he gets her all dressed up and then <coughs> pretty close to that. Nothing, nothing, no weird lewd stuff. Just all clothes on top of her clothes. So she's mm-hmm. feels larger and feels more and looks more like Dr. Horsley. He tucks her back into bed and then he gently takes her by the shoulder, him by the shoulder. This is so confusing. Just say them, yeah. And wakes them up. And he says, uh, Dr. Horsley? Hey, you uh you fell asleep again. It's uh it's time for dinner. Let's uh let's go to dinner. Oh, oh, uh. And the Horsley Atherway combo opens their eyes. Oh, hello, Graham. I didn't see you. What am I? What why why am I why am I a young wolf? There there we are. Dinner? Dinner sounds love. And she's, they switch back and forth, Hathaway and Horsley. All right, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this, guys. And Graham slaps Anne Horsley across the face. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a jolt. Um, I'm here. Yes. Hi, Graham. <laughs> hey, Dr. Horsley. I'm glad we landed on you. Um, why don't you get up and let's, uh, let's get some dinner. I'm sure you'll feel so much better. After a bit of food, we're we're at the we're at the the old barnacle. There's a you know a Nelson's cooking up a dish. Right, Nelson, old Nelson. I didn't know the barnacle was still. <sighs> um, real quick, trying not to hyperventilate. I'm I'm in a woman's body, a young woman's body. You know, uh, Doctor Horsley, you don't need to worry about that. We're just gonna have some dinner. We'll talk about it afterwards. Some food will help. I promise. All right, I trust you. I trust you. I'm still me. I'm still Terence Orsley. Ors- Orsley. Ors- Horsley? Ors- 
Why can't I? It's okay. We could never remember your name before you switched bodies. So don't worry too much about it. All right. And Graham lifts Horsley gently out of the bed <laughs> and guides him to the door. Says, yep, there we go. Yep, you're, you're doing great. All right, let's get some food, shall we? I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I've been looking forward to some <laughs> home-cooked main meals, a uh, good main dish. <laughs> um, sorry about that one, Dr. Horsley. Horsley gives a weak chuckle, trying to be polite despite the existential terror. And they both walk down to the stairs, into the living room they were once greeted at through a plum-shaped window. And they see a nice table set with five seats and five little napkins folded together and five little knives, little forks, little saucers and little bowls with a nice creamy bisque in each one (laughs) with a lobster claw gently poking out of the corner. Nelson is standing in the corner in his same white tee and same apron that's a little too small for him and his, you know, little uh, sandals and cargo shorts. I don't I'm now dressing him in a very, <laughs> I don't know why. And he's got his hands clasped around his midsection. And it looks like he's forcing a smile. There you are. I've prepared a nice bisque with my wife's help. Unfortunately, she can't be joining us today, but I hope you enjoy. And he pulls back chairs and sits. Uh, Dr. Horsley is fixated on Nelson's face, trying to discern something, but whatever it is, it's beyond Graham's understanding. And and the two of them sit down just as a knock comes at the door. Is that your friends then? Uh, I knew they would be on time. Graham sort of forces a smile back. Hey guys, oh, sorry we're we're a little late. We got um anyway, we got cut up. Is uh we left the key with you, Graham, so we don't have a key to the door. Can you? This is the hotel door we're talking about. This is the hotel. This is Spencer at the hotel door. And we we left you a key. We can't get in, so we need. Hello, Graham starts to stand up out of his chair, but Nelson puts a hand on his shoulder and pushes him back into the chair. I can get it. No worries. And he gets up. And sort of rigidly walks over toward the door. Thanks, I guess, says Graham. He looks down at the bisque. Horsley um, has started spooning it into his mouth, sort of trembling, grateful for the sustenance, but (laughs) so confused on like a physical level. And Graham just gives him sort of a reassuring nod and then starts eating the bisque as well. Horsley gulps and starts gulping faster and he's really like like gulping down the soup now he's already putting on a second helping oh i feel like i haven't eaten in months oh my yeah. goodness tastes so just, good just just take it just take <laughs> it know, easy I'm actually i'm actually vegan but this stuff is just whew. just take it easy dr horsley and graham sort of looks behind him at nelson who is peeking out of the plum-shaped window <laughs> do the knock Nelson says, yeah, you have to knock in the right pattern, remember? Oh, fuck. Else there's no way for me to know that you're actually visitors. Oh, Harriet, do you remember? Harriet, do you remember the the knock? Harriet like, doesn't remember at all. Harriet's like, um, I don't, it was like a, like a. That is incorrect, unfortunately. Nelson says. Fuck. Graham's looking around trying to figure out how he can help. <laughs> and he takes <laughs> he takes his shoe and he plants it against one of the legs of the table. 
And as subtly as he can, he's going to make the knock. <laughs> Note to us as editors, we have to go figure out what the fuck the knock is and reproduce it. <laughs> and we'll, we'll reproduce it. We'll, we'll put it in here. And Nelson perks up. And as though he couldn't tell that the knock came from the <laughs> wrong direction, something like a switch flips inside him. He like just sort of looks satisfied and he says, all right, come in. Dinner is served. And he walks over to the door, unlocks it, and then goes back toward his seat. Spencer and Harriet both lock eyes with Graham, which is very hard to do. They both lock with one of his eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Graham and, is actually uh, ambivisual. He can um, move his eyes independent from one another. It's, it's a very rare trait that only one person in the entire world has, and that's Graham. It's from, it's from playing two Game Boys at the same time <laughs> there we to go. maximize the grind. There we go. So he always bought like gold and silver so that he could get all of the legendaries and he could trade the starters back and forth. Exactly. Graham sort of nods to the both of them and says, hey guys, um, let's, uh, let's eat. You, you know, we're Do- Dr. Horsley is really hungry. And he l- looks at them with really wide eyes, both Spencer and Harriet completely confused. Sort of nods toward Anne and Spencer is just like, doesn't get it and sits down next to Graham looking at the plate and thinking, oh yeah, it's a lobster. That's good gains. And <laughs> Harriet sits next to Anne. S- starts to connect the dots. Starts to connect the dots and watches Anne slash Horsley eat and then looks at Graham, eyes wide, just horrified. <laughs> Graham lifts his shoulders, puts his hand in the air and starts mouthing, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's not my fault. I, I don't know. <laughs> We gotta twist this twist the scene somehow. Um, use, we use Nelson, right? Nelson yeah. is the real the real mix up in the scene. Horsley is kind of a sock puppet right now. So Nelson, for me, is somehow involved in spectral shit. Uh, absolutely. I don't know if he's a ghost. It's it's also so up in the air. I love it, and we want to keep it mysterious. I think so. Um, his, I mean, we could just have them just eat and end yeah. the scene there. You know, let's have them. Let's have them eat. As the four of them eat their bisques in various stages of abject horror, (laughs) Nelson smiles, smiles so knowingly and with so much to hide. Come in, come in, softy, come in. Can you hear me? Um, guys, well, hold on one second. I, I think, I think my, I think my toaster is making a strange noise. Hello? Hey there, I'm, I'm your toaster. Uh, subscribe to Story Jazz. That's, that's so strange. Um, anybody else hearing this? This is, this is kind of interesting. Let me just. Let me just turn it to the next setting. This is a subliminal message from your toaster t- telling you to follow Story Jazz at Story Jazz Cast on all social media. Wow! Wow! I, I, what? What? What other great wisdom does my toaster have? T- t- come, come in, toaster. Well, subliminal messages are very effective if you just if you if you make them explicit. Actually, oh. it's a common misconception. Because, like, if I just hear you going, like, saying weird numbers in reverse, I'm not going to, like, start praying to Satan. But if you tell yeah, me, yeah. if you, like, give me a brochure, I might yeah. consider it. You yeah, know? I'd consider it. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks, uh, mysterious toaster of, of explicit subliminal messaging. That's that's so nice <laughs> to hear. 
I hope you're I hope you're well and and washing your hands regularly, wearing your masks and, and getting vaccinated and, and taking care of yourself. Toaster. Oh yeah, I don't want to get toastvid nineteen. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> that one was so bad that it threw me oh, yeah. out of character. Hey everybody, um it's Sam and Softy. We just uh, you know, as we do every two weeks, wanted to relay this message. This time in form of toaster subliminality. <laughs> From various new devices, perhaps. And remember, everyone, we love you. We love you. Over and out. Meanwhile, things are getting heated at the Horsley residence. Or should I say Horsley residence? <laughs> Who knows at this point? Rosalind Horsley sits in her favorite armchair with a pile of ash in a platinum ashtray in front of her. Oh my. She looks absolutely furious. Across from her, Titus sits in his father's armchair. And their eyes are meeting with such fury and such silence. And Titus says, I'm just taking precautions, mother. Precautions! If your father is here, he'd whip your ass, and you know it. In the background, from the other room, we hear, <laughs> I command you ghosts, leave this place. He's a professional ghost hunter, mother. The only one I could find that didn't just roll up in a car with a vacuum cleaner. And what makes you think... He's any more reliable than, than, than a vacuum cleaner. We got a vacuum cleaner upstairs. It's about preventing another incident. I told you. Like with father's funeral. That was an anomaly. Our family doesn't come back. Faisal enters the room, having finished his ritual. Well, I think the house should be clear now. Um, Good. If you If you want, I could... Check the the casket itself. It, where where's the body, if I may ask? Uh, at the morgue? Is that? Oh, just I would like to, you know, give the body a once over, a, a, a cleanse. Isn't there like a funeral director's like place where they do all the services and stuff? Isn't yeah. that like a, usually how it usually works? Isn't isn't that like a, a morgue? It's at the church where it should be. Now you can go home. Your services aren't needed anymore. <laughs> Do they have freezers at the church? I don't. I don't know. But let's let's just say it's at the church. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, I will email you about the payment. Um, I take PayPal, Bitcoin, Ghostcoin, new cryptocurrency that I just started. Um, it it's worth investing. All cryptocurrencies blow up, so um, started that with a few uh, Ghost Hunter pals. Just throwing that out there. You're still here, <laughs> says Rosalind in the in the cherished horsely way. Uh, excuse my mother, Professor Doctor Faisal. Um, maybe we, I should step outside for a moment and never come back, <laughs> says Gollum. And Titus gets up to escort Faisal outside. As Professor Doctor Faisal and Titus Horsley step onto the deck that wraps around the Horsley's house, Titus puts a hand on the professor's shoulder. I trust that no matter what my mother says, you will make sure nothing touches this place. No spectral activity, none none of that. Yes, of course. I, I'm a professional. You, I'm taking this very seriously. In fact, I, I have to ask just out of 
professional courtesy, do you need me to do a full workup on your mother? It might be very necessary, <laughs> says Dr. Professor Faisal. might be very necessary to make sure she's fully cleansed. I sense some strong spirits, perhaps, in her vicinity. Titus raises his brows and then actually laughs. <laughs> uh, yes, I've also had the suspicion that that woman is possessed, but one step at a time, no? Consider it, and let me know. I will tack it onto the bill at a generous discount. And he extends a hand. Titus shakes it and almost crushes it. Oh, yeah. Faisal's <laughs> grip is like a wet fish. Titus's is like a, like a, like a stone-crushing machine. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Very good. I will see you... When my father came back. Oh, backstory. Yes. <laughs> Mother was inconsolable. It's not right. Spirits don't belong here. On, on Ghost Island. They don't belong on Ghost Island. I resent that nickname. Sorry, I forgot. It's Howling Cliffs. It's just all of the brochures on, the, on my houseboat say... Uh, visit Ghost Island. <laughs> I, I, I was confused. I, I apologize. I meant no offense. If anything of the sort should happen with my brother, you won't be the only one who pays. I'm I'm pretty sure for this arrangement, you're the one who's paying, not me. Yeah, that's. But I understand. True. I understand completely. <laughs> it's. <laughs> yes, I understand. I I guarantee I've never had a I've never had a casualty. I've never had a misperformance in any of my rituals. I have a perfect track record. You can check my resume online. Any of my references, they'll guarantee that this this will work out in your favor. Your brother will go peacefully to rest, and your mother will continue her demonic ways, her her her, her lovely, <laughs> beautiful, motherly ways. Yes. Titus lets go of Faisal's completely obliterated hand, nods, and steps back inside oh. the house. Oh. He shakes. Uh, Doctor Faisal sort of shakes it out, trying to get the only, blood rushing back once into it. The house, the, the door falls shut. Does Faisal allow himself to break character? Oh. And Jake said, he goes, goodness, <sighs> there was a reason I went back into academia. And he gets back into his car. And drives off. Inside the house, Titus walks by the room. Can I put a spooky thing? Yeah, I, I, I have like three spooky things that are combating in my head right now. Put a spooky thing. I, I, I was going to just put a spooky thing for Dr. Faisal. Okay. He turns the engine on and it sputters for a minute and then it gets going. And he flips on his headlights and the fog of the, of the main mountainous islandy region rolls over him. And he looks down the long, narrow, lonely, lonely road. And he starts to drive. And he looks down at his phone just for a split second, as you never should do while driving. <laughs> and when he looks up, he swears for a moment he sees the dark figure of an elderly man in the middle of the road. And he swerves for a second. But then just as quickly as it appears, it vanishes again into the fog. And he could have sworn the man was holding a coffee mug. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for planting that in episode one. Yeah, I tried really hard to plant it. It's like every time I turned around, somebody had potted it somewhere else. You know, Faisal couldn't tell if the mug was made of paper and, or of or proper mud. All right, Sam. It, All it's, right, Sam. It's lost to history. Back inside the horsely residence. T Titus walks past the room where his mother is lighting up her next cigar. <laughs> oh, God, poor woman. 
Poor lungs. The ceiling in this room is tinted a dull yellow from all of the cigar smoke that's collected at the top. And never aired out. And Titus walks by the pungent room and up the creaking staircase and up another staircase and looks over his shoulder, listening for his mother. Ah, she's she's downstairs. She's not going to move for another few hours. And so he opens the compartment leading to the attic and he climbs up the little ladder and um, pushes aside a few uh, boxes and wipes the dust off an old leather case, a guitar case. But when he opens it up, something sharp and metallic gleams and the gleam is reflected on his face and he mutters to himself, if all else fails, I still have you. And we hear a gun cock. <laughs> all right. So I, I don't. I don't know. I just wanted it. I just wanted to. Awesome. Like, it's great. It's great. Raise the stakes. Raise, raise the, stakes. the stakes a little bit. So, well, let's cut back to the four kids in the room talking to Doctor Horsley, mm-hmm. or three kids talking to Doctor Horsley. Mm-hmm. We just cut to the end of dinner, right? Okay. 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 Yeah. We cut back to the old barnacle. Dinner is done, and it was. Actually delicious. Actually incredible. The best lobster bisque any of them have ever had. To the point where Harriet is just the slightest bit suspicious. But she has more pressing matters at hand. Because in front of her is her sort of friend, Anne Hathaway, now dressed like Dr. Horsley and sounding like (laughs) Dr. Horsley, who is going through some serious existential crises. Nelson has retreated to the kitchen to wash up, and finally they have a chance to talk it all out. Okay, guys, you can't be mad at me. It's not my fault at all. I came in, and the, the clamshell was open, and I, Dr. Horsley was just like that. I didn't, I didn't do anything. It's okay. We're not, we're not blaming you. We just, we just want to know what happened, says Spencer. There, details. All the details, okay? Harry says. You can't okay. leave anything out. Okay, so I said, and, and I opened the door, and then I heard the clamshell fall to the ground. And then I saw uh, the purple, the purple uh, Horsley soul come up and down and then go deep into Anne, Anne's throat. And when he says Anne twice, Horsley slash Anne sort of twitches. And... Um, for a moment, there's a different look in their eyes, and Anne says, Hello, uh, ooh, oh, why am I so full? Mm. She seems nauseated, and Harry looks over at her, says, Did, did this happen before? Uh, no, no, this, did, this didn't happen before. And Harry smacks Anne slash Horsley on the back of the head, and Anne goes, Ah, that was strange. Did somebody just hit me? Horsley says. Okay, so do we just need to, like, set up a, a hat paddle situation to, like, keep Horsley in there? Yeah, you got to keep Horsley at the front, Harry says. Whenever he slips behind Anne, smack her on the side of the head. I know it's going to feel weird and mean, but and it's, it's, like kind it's, of abusive. The, it's the best for both of them. Look, Anne is the original inhabit, inhabitant of this body, and um, she tries to remember what her dad taught her about body swapping ghosts uh years ago she's the original inhabitant so she's gonna come out dominant and she's going to drive horsley's soul out 
or just sort of crush it against the back of his skull in a way, if you can imagine. Um, so we got to keep him at the forefront. Otherwise, he's a goner. Okay. Um, can we just can we just get him out the? Yeah. Can we can we get him out of her and then back into the clamshell? Isn't there like just a way to do that? <laughs> well, first of all, you remember how hard it was to catch his soul in the first place. But um, I would have to do some research. Maybe ask my dad. I, I don't really know how to just knock a soul out of a body without, you know, straight up killing someone. Oh. Let's not, let's try not to kill anybody else. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, what about, can we, like, this is going to sound gruesome. What if we make Dr. Horsley's corpse and Anne kiss, and then we smack her and get the soul? <laughs> is that going to? Um, Harriet blinks for a second and then says, actually, sur- surprisingly, that's not the worst idea. I don't know if they would have to kiss, but if you could get Horsley's soul in front and then, yeah, induce a, a shock or something. I, I could see that that might make them switch, and then, and then one soul would be absorbed into the dead body. And then Horsley um, slaps the table with both hands, and then raises both hands up and says, "Okay, everybody. Hi. Um, I would like a say in this. I've been just sort of sitting here, trying not to panic, um, and I think I've grasped. I mean, it was hard enough for me to grasp last time around." that there is such a thing as ghosts. Now- <clears throat> Dr. Horsley, you remember the ball, the ball incident. I do. I- You remember uh, Jonah and Liam, and you remember- Realization sets in on Horsley's face. Do you remember the bleachers? I- and the door opening. I died, didn't I? All three of the kids look at one another, and then they nod slowly. And he sits back in his chair. Yeah. um, The ghost of Liam Ferris, he took over your body and he absorbed all of your energy. I, we don't really want to show you your body now, but it didn't look, it didn't look pretty, says Spencer. But we, we got your soul out of Liam Ferris before we put him to rest. So that's why you're here now. We're, we're trying to put you back. Well, hopefully back in your body. Not, not Anne Hathaway's body. That's, that's who you're in now. Anne, I don't know if you ever met her. She's not really athletic type. I, um. She's a Shakespeare sorry. lit. Sorry. Horsley thinks for a moment. What, what state is my body in now? How long has it been? Is it even still livable? Oh yeah, that, I mean, this if was I, like first few weeks of school and we're, we're like spring break now. So it's been like, four or five months. Oh Lord, why did it take so long for to arrange the funeral? Well there was a there was a federal investigation and your body was, you know, on a rack and the, so it must in the be freezer for a long time. Totally this decomposed. Is, the first time. is it totally decomposed no. at this point? No, it's it's it was on ice for a long time because of the federal investigation. We didn't even we didn't even know where the funeral would be until, you know Theoretically, Harriet interrupts, uh, being reinfused with the original soul should undo a lot of the decomposition. It, it might leave you sort of partially zombified for the rest of your life, um, but it, it's it's something that you can live with, and I, I would assume it's preferable to death. But you'd be alive. You'd be alive, says Graham. We, we can bring you back. That's worth something, right? Horsley is somewhere between crying and laughing and just sort of shorting out and falling over. And he 
suddenly gets up, pushing his chair back with a loud groan. Well, then, 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 then we go, we go, we go find my body. We put me back in there right now. We, we can explain this to my, to my family, right? We're, oh my God, I'm going to see mother again. And Titus, oh Lord, why couldn't you have done this sooner? Brief, brief meta. Mm-hmm. Does, does Terrence know that the father died or did the father die during the last six months? And so I like that he doesn't know about what happened in the family. Doesn't know what's going on That's in great. the family. That's great. That's great. So just say and father and father. Say and father here. Yes, yes. I'm gonna see mother and father and Titus. Ugh. Okay, well there's a there's another roadblock in the plan. Not just the fact that you're in Anne's body, but also the bodies being guarded. By by whom? We can we can just tell them that I'm Terrence Horsley, right? They, that shouldn't be a problem. They, they, they'll let me see my own body, I'm sure. Well, it's not so simple. The person who's guarding your body is unbelievably, like incredibly inept. Oh God, Horsley says. <laughs> Are you talking about who I think you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, Professor Dr. Faisal. Professor Dr. Faisal. So <sighs> there's no telling what he'll do or, or what will happen if we get you and we tell him that you're a spectral presence that belong in the bu- we don't We don't know what'll happen. They hired him, Harriet says, to protect the body from spectral presences. So I don't think they'll be very helpful. But we got Graham um, a, a, a day where he can shadow Faisal. Maybe Graham can distract Faisal or, or something. And Graham's like, yeah, I'm already... I've been reading the spark notes on his book. Um, <laughs> I've got all of the all of the stuff down. I ghost Hunterson, like all of the all of the Easter eggs. <laughs> so I think stupid. I can ghost fucking Hunterson. <laughs> That's the worst joke in the show. <laughs> um, I think I can. I think I can keep him distracted long enough to get you guys access to the body. I think so. I don't know. I mean, last time my conversations with. Dr. Faisal were uh, uh, mediocre comedy at best, so we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what I can pull off this time. Terence slash Anne slash Horsley slash Atheway sits and breathes and says, "Well, first thing in the morning, then, right? First thing in the morning. Yep, first thing, first thing in the morning. All right." Harriet says. The door bursts open, and Nelson Cameroon comes in. Well, then that was. Fantastic. You four have been a cure. Five. Five? Oh, he knows that they're five. Maybe. I don't know. Why not? You five have been a cure to my loneliness, and I thank you for it. Now, please, if you would uh, retire to your rooms and enjoy a good night's rest, you can let this good food settle in your bellies. And I'll tell my wife how much you liked the lobster bisque. And Nelson goes around the room and starts pushing in the chairs and pulling the curtains closed and making sure everything looks spick and span while the four kids gather their things and go toward the bedroom. And Graham splits off and walks toward the door and says, Guys, I'm, I'm just going to um, go for a quick breather. And he opens the door and finds himself unable to step through. Something deep, deep in his stomach 
pulls him back inside. <laughs> like a weight, like a living creature in his stomach, like a like a lobster clamped <laughs> onto a rock deep in the ocean, and it won't let him leave. And in the background, Nelson, humming to himself, says, I look forward to having you all around. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm live. We're I'm live, live from Melbourne. We're li- live from Melbourne. It's, <laughs> as the, the shrimps and the barbie, mate, it's been a long time. Bit <laughs> the only of, thing I know about Australian culture is yeah, kids, shrimps and the barbie. kids ride their kangaroos to school kids every day. ride and... their kangaroos to school. <laughs> I'd have to practice the accent to Everybody get it. Everybody has a 15-centimeter has a house spider. Australians, so rowdy. 